Hey everyone, God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-5, through 5, the Word of God, and to include Paul, charges us before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ, He charges us to preach the Word, to be ready in season and out of season. The purpose of the Word is to convince, to rebuke, to exhort, with all long-suffering and teaching, the Word of God says. And it talks about a time when men will be living according to their own desires and they will not endure sound doctrine, but they'll have, uh, you know, itchy ears and, and they'll be, look for teachers that are going to satisfy what they want to hear. And, you know, it's not too hard to look at nowadays. And as we look into our society that we live in, we can we can see that this has started to take effect. So I pray that as you listen to this message, you think about this in your mind and let God move in your spirits to bless you with this word that you wake up and that you be ready. God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan, Church of Jubilee. Let's read the Word of God together. The book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. So bear with me. You know I usually read a few verses before we get started. And these are the verses we're going to be reading. The Word of God says like this. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because their itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn from the ears, their ears away from the truth, and they will turn aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Look to your neighbor, and if you don't have a neighbor, you're going to look across the room. And tell them, are you ready out of season? Now ask them, are you ready in season? You may have it, you see it's giving glory to God. I've entitled my message today, wake up and be ready. Wake up, be ready. That's the name of my title today. And I believe the Lord has put, placed this upon my heart because we're living in a time where, we are, where, where every part of our lives, in our, in our daily lives, in our part of the Christian body, we are being attacked in, in many ways. How many of you can say amen to that? As a matter of fact, how many of you have been attacked sometime this week? Raise your hand. Amen. You've been attacked. You've been, you've been persecuted. You've been ridiculed. The devil has been out to destroy what God has given you. And you've been under constant persecution. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. But we're starting to see a time now that in our current times that isn't too far back from the times that Paul and Timothy were living in. We're seeing an increase in the persecution towards the body of Christ. Where no longer is it okay to, to talk about Jesus at your job anymore. Or no longer is it okay to talk about Jesus in public because it offends somebody. Amen? We've seen the enemy attack on the, on the godly morals and he tries to pervert the message of Christ. 
He tries to blend in a perverted message so that the real message loses its, its flavor. It, 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 it kind of gets watered down. Hallelujah. We're witnessing a time where the courts, they attempt to redefine what traditional marriage is. Amen? They're trying to redefine what the traditional marriage laws are and, and, and between a man and a woman, and they're redefining it, trying to say that everybody has a right and, and instead of going based off of godly morals and what the Word of God has spoken about it, they, they, they become uh, self-righteous to the point where they say, it, it's all about how you feel. So we got to create a law that protects everybody because everybody has a right. We have television shows that we're living in these times that I'm telling you about that, pr that promote transgender uh, individuals that are confused. They don't know who they are anymore. They started out as a woman and they want to be a man. Or they started out as a man and they want to be a woman now. They're confused and, and their excuse to it is a lie from the devil. And they say, I was born that way. Meaning God made a mistake when he created me. Because he didn't create me perfect. Because if he would have created me perfect, he would have put me to be a girl instead of a boy. And I'm not here to attack those individual people, to, to, to attack those people that live in that lifestyle. But what I want you to see is that the times that we live in now, they're not too different from the times that were back in the apostles' days. Where the enemy is still the same enemy. He's still Satan. He still has his little demons and spirits. They're not new. They're all old and they still bring the old school things to the new world. So when I tell you today to wake up and be ready, I'm telling you from an approach of that we must awaken as the body of Christ. It's time that you and I say, hold up a second. This doesn't sound like the word of God speaks about this. And if it doesn't say it in the word of God, then it's probably not true. And it's probably not backed up by the Bible. So God, because God forbid we use the name of Jesus in our jobs. Because somebody's offended. But they can throw around all their pervertedness to us. And we're, and we're expected to sit there and take it. Because if we say anything, we attack them. It's no, longer okay, it's no longer okay to pray to a God who in the mind of the world is a brutal, judgmental God. Are you catching this? Because this is the sick world we live in. We can't, we can't pray to a God who, because he's so judgmental. Because he judges people. And because he doesn't love. But you know, he judges because as any judge, any judge in, this, in, in the society that we live in, he proceeds in his courtroom. And he's, his job is to make judgments upon the law being broken. Amen? And God is rightfully doing what a judge would do when it comes down to it. He judges based off his word. He doesn't judge because he hates somebody. He judges because he says, you have the law. And the law is in your hearts now. And the law is my word. And if you follow my word and my commands, then I will judge you accordingly. If you obey the laws of land, you won't have no problem. If you obey the laws of the word, you will have no problem. I'm telling you today that it's time to wake up. Because more and more, we're seeing an evil, we're seeing the evil increase in the world nowadays. And you can, it doesn't take very much, it's very far to see how how perverted the minds, the world's mentality is. 
But if the Christians who are you and I, the body of Christ, if we don't take the true word, then someone else will put some word into somebody. And they won't know the true word because the ones that should have the true word don't know the real word. Amen? But on the other hand of the spectrum, we have those that believe that, hey, and I, and I believe this to a certain point, that God's love will approve of my lifestyle. Even though it's not found in the word of God and God speaks against it, God loves me so much that I will stay in my old ways and my lifestyle and I won't let him change me because God loves me anyways. Because as long as I can continue being rebellious against the word of God, guess what? I'm okay because God loves me. It's God's love. It covers it all. But if his word speaks against it, it is not God's love at that point. Amen? And I'm here to bring forth today that the word of God is sharper than any sword, the word of God says. Amen? It is, the, it is your judgmental way of judging your life and saying, how should I be living? I, shall be living? I should be living according to please God and not please myself. Amen? So you have those that say that, you know, that it's our life, and as long as we're happy, and as long as we do what we want to do, and, and, and we're, you know, as long as I'm happy and I give and I, I'm good. I'm good, Sister Becca, because God doesn't hate people, and he doesn't judge people, and he's not going to destroy them. And, of course, he's not going to destroy them, but he, he's, he's not going to persecute me because God is love. So I'm going to go on living my life, living it up, parting it up, because I can do it because God's love is there. Your way of thinking is wrong. Because it doesn't align with what the, God, what the word of God says. And I'm not here to point fingers. But what I'm here to make you do is to wake up today. And to snap out of whatever zone we're in. In that mode where we're sleeping. And it's time that the real true people of God. Begin to stand on his word and say. What does the word of God say about this? How does God feel towards this? What does God think about my life and the way I live my life? Because I guarantee you that God loves you no matter what. But your sin, he can't stand. My sin, he can't stand. He can't stand the way you continue on in your ways when you know the truth. Amen. I had a young lady one time tell me. I used to work with her. And I want you to hear this because this is the way the world thinks. She said, you know, Jonathan, I think that. As long as I'm a nice person, honestly, as long as I don't, I'm not mean to people and I give and I take care of them, you know, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be okay. God's going to be okay with that. I think that just by me doing that, just me living a good life, being good to people, giving, uh, you know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be okay. That was her way of thinking. And I believe she thought that because she never knew the truth. That God says... To live according to his way. And that he says, those who come to me and believe in me shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Which means when you accept Christ, you accept him. And then when you get baptized into his body, you put on Christ and your life is no longer the same. But until you get to the point where you don't accept God, or if you haven't accepted God, you get to the point where you're still not complete yet. That ticket has not been purchased yet because you have not yet to know your Savior. And if you know the God that you serve and you've already been in church, then it's your job to live your life according to the way God has designed you to live it. Not according to the way you decide to live it. 
And the reason I tell you that is because I speak from experience. It's very easy to carry out, get carried away in your own ways. And you begin thinking that you're pleasing God in your way. And you're, and you're like this young lady that thinks, I think, I, you kind of reason with yourself. And yeah, if I'm, I'm not hurting anybody. If I'm doing great, if I'm fulfilling, what, you know, just be nice and gentle and kind to people. And I'm going to be okay. God's okay with that. They lack the word. They don't know the word. Amen. There's an unconditional word that, that is said that God is love. And I agree 100% that God is love. And he has that side of him. There's a saying that says, God hates the sinner. Right? No, God loves the sinner. I'm so sorry. But hates the sin. God loves the sinner but hates the sin. That's kind of like, yeah, you know, depending on how you see it. But what it's trying to refer to is that God loves the person behind the sin. The actual person, his creation. He loves that creation because it's his. It's a child. It's a child of God that he looks down and says, that is my child. He loves us because we are his creation. God first loves because he first loved. That's just the way it is. Now, the sin, the lifestyle you choose to live, what you choose to do is what he can't stand if it doesn't bring honor to him. You have to understand this, that it's no longer a way of living the way we want to live. We don't live for ourselves. We live for Jesus Christ. Where do I get that from? It's in the Bible. The apostle says, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ Jesus who lives inside of me. To live is to die. To die is to live in Christ, in Jesus Christ. So I'm asking the church today, wake up, be ready. Wake up and be ready because there's going to come a time when someone's going to knock on your door and say, let me tell you about Muhammad. Let me tell you about the Allah. And you're going to be there sitting. Oh, that's not right. Well, how do you know? Because I was raised that way. Okay. What is it? Where do you say that? In your Bible. In my, in my Bible. I don't believe in the Bible. There's going to come a time when, you, when the, your way of defining what the word of God says, if God says to love the neighbor, they're going to say, just treat him the way he needs to be deserved. He deserves that. Don't, don't, don't love him. That dude did you wrong. That girl did you wrong. It's a mentality that the world is filled of. And the reason why we know it all too well is because we live in this sick world. Amen. But aren't you glad that there was a word, there was a sword that God says, I've given you the only offensive weapon and it is a sword. And that sword is used to penetrate thoughts. It's used to exhort. It's used to rebuke. It's used to convince. It's used to persuade. It's used to teach everybody what a true man and woman of God should live like, what they should be, who should they be serving, and the way they should carry on their life. Anything outside of that is not the word. Amen? But pastor, you got to hear this. But pastor, yes, I know. Yes, we were born in a sinful world and we sin every day. And that's true. That's true. That, that is very true. We live in a sinful place. But our desire is to please God. Because we know that God's mercy covers us. Amen. But his mercy and his grace doesn't give us a free ticket to go out there and do whatever we want whenever we want. It's not like that. Because that's no longer mercy and grace. That's taking advantage of something. Amen. And what does the word of God say? That God cannot be mocked. Because if you do your own thing and you're out there doing your own ways and you're out there pursuing with your own fleshly desires and your lust and your, whatever it is that you're doing, then you're pursuing your own way. And what that says is that then, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty much mocking God because you're saying I know give me the grace I accept it but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I want to do because your grace is there 
You're mocking God. It's a form of mockery. We should live to please God. It's in his word. And this is why I say wake up and be ready. Because if you ain't living for Jesus, there's a song that says you ain't living for Jesus, you're just dying. If you've accepted Christ, you should be the ones that are taking this command that says go out and preach the gospel. We don't need a watered down perverted gospel from the world. We need the true gospel. And the true gospel is that, yes, we are sinners. And yes, we're born into a sinful world. But through Christ, living our lives to prove to Christ, living our lives to get to Christ, living our lives in a way that honors God, living our lives, living our lives in a way that brings glory to him, that is our desire to live. That is our desire. And guess what? In the process, God says, if you come to me, a heavy burden, I will take the burden away from you. If you don't know who Christ is in your life, then you have to accept him to know what that eternal promise reward is for you. Hallelujah. And that's where it comes down to. If they don't know that because we don't know our own word, how can we get the word across to somebody? Amen? But to some, he doesn't exist. To some, that the idea is that we've evolved. Listen to this, because this is very true. There's uh, the idea that we've evolved from apes, for most people, is easier to accept than to accept the creation that God made. There, there, it's more reasonable and logical to think that we evolved from an ape than to think that an almighty God who is in heaven to this day still lives there, still reigns on his throne, is in us, you and I. We know it because we feel him. We feel him because we walk with him. And, and, and it is easier for them to believe that than to believe there's a God. That's, an, that's the time. These are the, this is why I say wake up. Because wherever we're living in, whatever time we're living in, that, or that you're living in in your mind, you have to understand that it's happening all around. And whether you choose to open your eyes or not, it's going to happen all around you. By the time you open your eyes, it's going to be too late. You're not going to see things. The Word of God speaks, and this is where I talked about are you ready in and out of season. It tells you to be, the Word of God says, be ready in and out of season. Which means when you feel great, when you don't feel good, when you don't feel the good times, when you feel the good times, whatever it is, you must be ready. Ready with what, though, Pastor? With the Word of God. Ready to minister to somebody on the corner there. I was, I'm going to give you a testimony. Last night, I, I went to Sarah Blanca. I went with my family, and I was at the gas station. And, and this young man, you know, he was with another young man. I recognize the other young man. And this other young man pops out of the truck, and he's all, he says, my, he called me Joshua. Um, it was interesting, and I was like, oh, okay. But he's like, Joshua. And then I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't, I kind of recognize you, but I don't recognize you because some time has passed by. And, and his, his uh, you know, his appearance was very different from what I'm used to seeing, you know. It just, it just caught me off guard. But this, and I tell you this testimony because it's so awesome. This young man was so happy to see me that I couldn't understand why. And I was like, he was like, hey, man, it's good to see you. He gave me a hug. And I'm like still kind of figuring. He's like, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like you don't know me. He's like, don't look at me, man. Don't look at me like that. Started laughing. And I'm like, uh, man, he just looks so different. I don't recognize you. But he stood there and he talked to me. And he continued talking to me about how good it was. And then he started saying things, dropping little. It was like the Lord was feeding me little crumbs and he was saying like yeah i go to church you know i go to abundance and and i go with my grandparents and i take care of them and and god had, the lord has me there and i'm just kind of like is this really happening right now i'm like 
this guy is so happy to see me. And I'm still like, what is going on here? But I say this testimony because the word of God says for us to be ready in and out of season. And I was thankful to God that I was humble enough to know that something was transpiring at that moment. I preach it all the time that people are going to look at you and say, there's something about her. There's something about him that I just don't know, but I just, I'm attracted to it. And he tells me, you know, I, I, he finds out that I'm a pastor and he says, man, I would love to go to your church and hear you. I would love to go to your church. And I'm like, to what do I deserve this moment, God? To what do I deserve this honor, God? But accept the honor and glory goes to God. Amen. And I happened to find myself in a season at that moment that said he needed to be spoken to a little word of hope. And God made a way. But what my point is this. Are you ready in and out of season? Because I was out of season at that moment. I wasn't in my pastor mode where I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to go to this gas station, look for somebody, and then I'm going to preach to them. It wasn't about that. But you had to be ready. I had to be ready. Amen. So I ask you today, are you ready? Are you ready for that conversation where you're working with somebody and they say, you know, I thought about taking my life a few times because I feel hopeless. Do you have the words to say? Because they don't want to know your opinion. They, they need to know the true word that's going to shape their life. They need to know that there's a hope, but it doesn't need to come from your opinion. Well, I think that you should do this because it's going to give you hope. No, 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 no. They need to know that God says, in me there is hope. But if you're not ready in season or out of season, you're going to be there like, hmm, the first book of the Bible is Genesis. I do know that. And the last one's Revelation. Does that count? Come on, church. Because that's who we are. If we were to get polled right now in this moment and you had to list at least two scriptures that prove that God exists, could you do it? Don't answer me. Just think about that. Could you do it? Could you list two scriptures that say God lives in me? Could you list two scriptures that says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. It's a lot harder than you think. But this is why the, the apostle told Timothy and everybody there, he said, be ready. Be ready. And he says it right after that. Because there's a time that's coming when men are going to be, men and women are going to be after their own way of thinking. They're going to pursue their own lustful desires, their own fleshly desires. And all they're going to be thinking about is them, 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 them. And they're not going to know. But you, he says, you who have the true word, preach the word. So I'm challenging you this week. I want you to be studied in his word. You should know it. You should breathe it. You should think it. You should see it. You should meditate on it. You should concentrate on it. You should speak it. You should know it. You should know everything about the word of God because it is the way to live. And if you're not doing that, it's time you wake up. Because while you're there worried about yourself, there's a world out there that's dying. And you know who's beating you to it and beating us to it? Satan. And you know how he does it? He gets them to do it to themselves. They go commit suicide. They go get strung out on drugs. They go lose themselves in a numbness feeling. They go become drunk. They lose control of themselves. And before they know it, they've made a lifelong decision in that moment, a big mistake that takes their life forever. Or puts them in a place where they can't ever be who they needed to be. Are you getting that? Because there's a race that's going on. And we have to beat Satan to these people that need know, to know God. But we can't do it 
by your opinions. We can't do it by the way you think. It has to be scripturally based. Amen? So if I challenge you this week, I'm giving you a challenge. I always like to challenge you to keep it relational. Find five to ten minutes, if that. Think about that. 24 hours is how many minutes? Who knows? Way too long, right? Considering that most of you stay up like for probably 18 hours. <laughs> I would say you have plenty of five, ten minutes in your life. Spend five to ten minutes. Open the Bible and find somewhere to read. It's not about how much you're going to read that I want you to pay attention to. I just want you to read it and say, God, what can I learn from this and apply it to my life? Because before you know it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to become hungry. You're going to be like, I like that feeling I felt when I read that. That just feels so good. i got to read more. And before you know it, you're going to read like two or three chapters. You're going to be like, man, this is a great story. I can't believe these people are like this. You're going to find yourself intrigued. But you have to be ready. you got to be ready for it. you got to be in season and out of season. Amen? Does not the word of God say that? I want you to write this down, mark it down, whatever you want to do. I believe the Lord gave me this this morning. And I want you to, you can post it on social media. I think it's good to get it out there. It's important. It's a little saying I just thought of that the Lord had put in my heart. I'm speaking about the Bible. I'm speaking about being ready. I'm speaking about being prepared, being awake, being understanding of the world we live in. And I'm talking to you about more about finding word about yourself. So I'm going to give you something. And this is what I'm going to say. If it's not God's word, write that down. If it's not God's word, then it's not any word. If it's not God's word, then it's not any word. And the reason I say that, because if it's not coming from God's word, then it has no substance. If it's not God's word, then it's not any word. Because the only true word is the word that we have been given. And that is called, a.k.a., by the way, the Bible. Amen. That is the word of God. He says, men shall not live on bread and, uh, you know, bread alone, right? But by every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God, every word that proceedeth out the mouth of God is written in this book. This book is still to this day alive and it transforms lives. Amen? Amen. And it transforms lives because why? Because God is still our ever sovereign and he is the almighty ever never changing God. Amen. And the good thing about us is he says, I got a way for you to live. It's in your Bible. The question is, are you ready to read it and apply it? Hallelujah. Because if you're getting word from anyone else or anywhere else, and it's not in here, then it's not true word. You put that in your own life and apply it to what you need to apply it. But I want you to know that the word of God says in the book of Mark 16, 15 through 16, it says, the, God says this, go into all the world and preach, amen, preach, you hear that? Preach the gospel to every creature. You getting, you getting that? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. 
We have an instruction from God himself. Paul charges Timothy, and, and it is for everybody to understand that you and I, our job, our main purpose on this earth isn't to make ourselves look good. Even though our brother Raul cuts hair really nice, Sister Tracy cuts hair, and, and, we, look, and we look sharp, and we come, to work, you know, we come to church and we look good, it's not to look good. It's to take the gospel that is found in the word of God, and it's to take it to somebody who doesn't know it. You getting that? It's an instruction. It's a commission. It's God saying, look, you think you need to be an evangelist to go preach? You're wrong. Why did I say that? Because he specifically says it in the word of God. Go into all the nations and, to, and preach the gospel to every creature. The word wasn't just for the apostles. It was for us as well, and we were to take this gospel found in the word and preach it. So I ask you this question today. The reason I said wake up and be ready, because I have a question for you that you need to answer amongst yourself. Are you ready to preach the gospel? Do you preach the gospel well? Or do you preach the gospel according to Jonathan? Or the gospel according to Sister Rebecca? Or the gospel according to Sister Tracy? Or the gospel according to, to Brother Juan? Or the gospel according to Sister Kiana? Are you preaching that gospel or are you preaching God's gospel? Why is it so important that I had to preach in the day? Because I believe that God wants us to wake up and understand that it's time that we start understanding one thing and that there is a God who wants to save and deliver people. But he can't do it as long as we're asleep. Amen? Amen. The word of God says this, and I'm coming to a close very soon. Here is the world we live in. Tell me if the world we live in, the mentality. Tell me if this doesn't sound like the world's mentality. In the book of 2 Timothy, same verses we read, chapter 4, verse 3 through 5, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside from fables. Just two fables. Look at this verse. I'm going to read it to you in the message version. I think it brings it so real. I need everyone to pay attention. It says this, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears that they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Okay, you guys might have missed that. Here's what this is trying to say. People who want to do their own thing will find somebody to agree with them so they can get approval for it. That's what the Word of God just said. They will accumulate for themselves teachers, people that think like them, that, that, that think the same way, that are okay with the way they want to do things, and they'll suit their own passions. The Word of God just said that. And then it says, and they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, though, he says, and this is what I want you to take away from this scripture, be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of, evangelists, of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. Can that not be any more clear than that? That the sick world we live in is all about them. But the world that serves Christ, the, the, the Christian body that serves Christ is all about God. What do you want for my life? Who can, I, who can I speak to? Where can I go, God, that I will bring glory to you, God? What can I do in my life that reflects you, God, that you get glory? Last night wasn't about me being a big shot or being a pastor. Last night that I spoke to that young man was about God doing something through me to get to him. And if something somewhere down the line, I, you know, he thought that I was a good guy. May God get the glory for that because I don't want that. 
But it's time to wake up and be ready. You must search God's word. You got to be firm in it. You, gotta, you must know that you have to be ready in and out of season because there's going to come a time when your faith will be tested. And someone that doesn't believe the way you believe is going to say, show me where in the Bible it says that there is a God that lives. The God is a, that, that the Bible is a book made up of many authors who, who change history as we continued along and they made it to suit their needs. People don't want to just hear it. They want to see it. They want to see with their eyes. That's why I, I believe in digital technology 100%, but it's okay every now and then to get your Bible, hold it in your hand, feel what it feels like to have a Bible in your hand, know where to go, because the one moment that you have to open the Bible to, you know, you don't have your, your phone or your tablet, you're going to be lost. Amen? I'm ending very soon. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says this. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to change it up and put Jubilee in there. Therefore, Jubilee, the word of God is speaking here. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully, listen to this, to the work of the Lord. Because you know that you lab your labor is not in vain. You and I... Have an eternal promise that God says, if you've given your life to me, you've put me on through baptism, you fulfill the steps, and now you walk in me, I have eternal salvation for you. Our job now is to get that same salvation that we received and go take it to somebody and say, listen to me, listen to me. God saved me and delivered me. He can deliver you. Yeah. You remember me, how I used to be? Yeah, I used to be pretty bad. God can take you out of that mess. You want me to show you? I'll baby feed you, I'll give you little scriptures at a time that are going to build your faith, that's going to build your hope, that no matter what situation you're in, as long as, I guarantee you, as long as you keep reading this, it's going to build the faith you need to continue on in your life. That's what I'm talking about today when I say wake up and be ready because it's going to come a time when Satan's going to knock at your door like he tested God. He's going to knock and say, surely you're Christian and you're saved already so why what's the big deal if you do this it's no big deal God loves you you want me to tell you why I know he's gonna do that to you because not only has he already done that to me but he's also he did that to Jesus when Jesus came out of the wilderness he said surely the angels would you have thousands of angels, so throw yourself from the top of this pinnacle here, and he'll, they'll catch you, right? Because the word of God says, and he used the word of God, and he tried to pervert it. And God's like, get there behind me, Satan. Who are you kidding? I wrote the word. I'm the word. What's wrong with you? What did he do, though? He didn't do it by his opinion. I think you should get back. He stood on his word. He was ready. Out of season. Because he just had a season in the wilderness where he was in that wilderness time, you know, fasting and praying and doing his thing. He gets out of the wilderness. Guess what? It's a new season now. And guess who's there? Bam, bam, bam. Ready to test him. But aren't you glad that we serve a God who is greater? Huh? I said, aren't you glad that we serve a God, just like we said here in Jubilee, that God is greater? 
that no matter what you've had to go through, God says, as long as you keep coming back to me right now, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to clean you up. And as long as you keep living your life to serve me, I will be your God and you will be my child. Hallelujah. And that is a promise that he has. Can I get a keyboardist? Hallelujah. Let us all stand. I pray God has been speaking to us. Because if there's one thing that you need to know is that God wants to change lives. God just doesn't want visitation rights. He wants full custody. Amen? Do you know why he wants full custody? Because we truly belong to God. We are his. So here's the thing. I want you to think about it. It's time that you wake up and you begin to reach those that don't know Jesus. That, that, you know, we tell them that, you know, God's purpose isn't to destroy you. God's purpose isn't to destroy your life, to make you to worse. Hallelujah. You know why? Because he sent his son into the world. John 3, 16. You know what, brother? Very common, right? Verse 17 is just as important. John 3, 16 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When's the last time you gave your son, your kid, your child? When's the last time you gave your child for someone of a stranger? And he gave it, his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish. That's his plan. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then it says, verse 17, I love it because it just speaks so much to my life. For God did not send his son into the world. Listen to this. He didn't do it to condemn it. He didn't send his son to say, I want you to suffer. I want you to be in hell. I want you to go down that, that path you're taking that doesn't lead to God. He says, he's not sent his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God gave an escape route to what Satan had as a, as a judgment on us. As long as you have breath, you have a fighting chance, church. I tell you, for all my saved brothers and sisters, it's time to wake up. It's time to take the solid foundation. We take it to the world. Amen? You preach wherever God has you, whether it's at your job, whether it's on a street. What You preach it. Preach it. Preach it. Get to know God. Get, to, get someone else to know God. Bring someone to God. Invite them to know God. Get, to, get them to know who the mighty God we serve is. Because when it comes all into it, He's going to love them like he loved you. Like he loved you. Hallelujah. And if you haven't received God in your life and you haven't accepted him as your personal savior, it's time that you make that decision because it's the best decision that you're going to have ever that you're ever going to make in your life. Because that's the way to live. Because until you live for Jesus, you're not living. And as a Christian body of Christ, if you're living for Jesus already, then you're truly not fulfilling your life in Christ unless you're living to please and honor him. I'm going to open up this altar. Come to the front.